This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Online Choir Podcast. Jeremy Warner, Joey Wagner. We continue our position previews with one of the most popular talked about positions uh, with Illinois football, because you got to use them more. The tight ends, it feels like for a decade, uh, Illinois fans have been talking about using the tight ends more. It was a pretty talented group last year with Daniel Barker, Luke Ford, and uh, Tip Ryman, who really came onto the scene, earned a scholarship, going from walk-on to scholarship in his second season at Illinois. But Daniel Barker is gone, moves on to Michigan State after having 18 receptions over the season for Illinois under Tony Peterson. But Ford returns, Tip Ryman returns, Michael Marques back for a sixth season. Joey Wagner, I just want to get into the questions right away uh, with tight ends. Barry Loney Jr. comes in. He's a former tight ends coach under Brett Bielma. Uh, he's used the tight ends at Arkansas, developed three tight end draft picks at Arkansas, and he did use them a decent amount at uh, UTSA. But will the tight end be used more and featured more in the Barry Lunny offense? Dude, we could just, I mean, we ask the same question every offseason. Every offseason, it's the same thing. And, and it got louder when Luke Ford got here because he's Luke Ford and he's a five-star from the state and he was at Georgia. Yeah, I think, I think it, it has to. I, I think it will. I, I don't know what that looks like, Jeremy. I don't know if that's these insane stats, but it, last season was disappointing the amount of which, and ultimately Daniel Barker is not here likely because of that. He, he transferred to Michigan State after declaring for the NFL draft. So I think it is. I Luke Ford needs to have a big year for Illinois, and Luke Ford needs to have a big year for Luke Ford. And I think he recognizes that I don't mean to put this all on him, but he's obviously the person we're assuming to be the number one tight end on this team. Uh, and I think Barry Lonnie recognizes that. And I think it's it, as long as Luke does what Luke needs to do, like he's a guy who you look at him and you're like, man, okay. Like that's kind of what NFL tight ends look like. And if he can put it together then I think the rest of it can go. Like it, it, a lot of it, and I know this gets into our second question, a lot of it starts with with him. Yeah, here's what I'll say. Brett Bielma has a history of using the tight end a lot. Uh, he's had seven NFL draft picks at the position. He's 13 years as head coach. It's a pretty good uh, development track record. And I will say, Tony Peterson used tight ends a lot. They had seven touchdown receptions last year, which is the most uh, since Lovey Smith was the head coach. Um, and they were on the field a lot. Like Luke Ford had 600 snaps last year. Daniel Barker had about 400. Tip Ryman, 200. There were two tight ends on the field most of the time. So tight ends are a big part of the offense. Now, receptions-wise, I thought it was underwhelming. All right, 38 receptions, 389 yards. Of course, all the passing 
numbers were really, really underwhelming under Tony Peterson, which is why he's no longer employed by Illinois. But I thought it was negligence not to get Daniel Barker more involved. Uh, he, he needed more touches. 18 receptions, Joey, uh, for 202 yards and four touchdowns. Um, he's targeted 31 times. Donnie Navarro had 33 targets. Casey Washington had 47. Barker needed to be targeted more than those guys. I don't care if you have to put a wide receiver, whatever it is. He was a dynamic wide receiver, um, receiving tight end. I know he wasn't a good blocker, but he had to be more involved. And I think Lonnie would have gotten him more involved. If you go back to Barry Lonnie and um, Brett Bielma's time at Arkansas, now they had talent, right? Hunter Henry was there. Um, they had really good tight ends there, three guys who got drafted. But over five seasons, their tight ends averaged 61 receptions, 751 yards, six touchdowns. I'm not expecting that uh, out of this group, but I do think they need to be targeted more because I still think when I think of Luke Ford and Tip Ryman, um, those guys are big physical targets. I think provide some mismatch issues. Now their hands, not probably as good as Barker's, but I feel like those are two good solid targets that need to be used more when, especially when you have so many questions at um, wide receiver, but the two thing, I, the one thing I will say, these guys will be very valuable in the run game. Tip Ryman and Luke Ford are very, very good blockers. So while we don't consider like use the tight end more, we're talking about receptions. I think they're going to be very, very valuable in the run game. And they were last year, to be honest with you. Yeah, I really, in the case of Luke Ford, and the, uh, and just in blocking in the passing game, his game against George Carl after was awesome. Like what he did to help out those like NFL stuff. And that got him a lot of attention in that regard. Ironically, I don't, for some reason, the Northwestern game was in my area over the 4th of July weekend. Uh, it's not exactly how I cared to spend 4th of July weekend as rewatching a meaningless November game. But the, the play, do you remember? Joe, this, it was for the hat, man. It was for the hat. It's not meaningless. No, no, I knew it. I, I'm glad you said that so someone doesn't have to tell me that later. Uh, fine. Yes. In, in terms you're, of post you're such a hater, Joey. You're, not, you're the known hater. Of this group yeah i get that a lot i get that a lot um anyway they use tony peterson used daniel barker on like a tight end reverse handoff dude that was awesome like that Where was, was that all year? One of my favorite plays of the season i i remember who was this yes now i did that I, play was successful a couple of times during the year um remember right. one i called back yeah, yeah yeah i called back i think it was palcho at the time, but it was like, you got to force feed that guy the ball. He's dynamic. Um, he's one of your only playmakers, and they just didn't give him the ball enough. Same thing with Isaiah Williams. I will say, like, you know, I thought they targeted Luke Ford a decent amount. Luke needed to bring in Hall in some more of those catches, um, and he wasn't able to do that. That leads us into our next question, Joey. Luke Ford has been at Illinois now. God, this is fourth year. Fourth. He yeah. sat out the did he sit out the bowl year or was it 18? 2019 he sat out, so he's here 2020, didn't make a yeah. huge impact. 2021 played a lot, made an impact, especially as a blocker. Yeah, this will be his fourth year. Is this the year for Luke Ford? Trying to has to be, right? Like Luke Ford was playing the NFL. 
if Luke Ford wants to do that, he's got to be more involved in the passing game. I don't, there shouldn't be a lot of questions about him in the blocking game at this point. But the, he needs to show more in the passing game. I don't think that's a hot take. I don't think he doesn't know that. I, I think that's important for him. And you got to do it. And it, so he, he needs it to be, Jeremy. And there's no Daniel Barker there now, right? Like Luke Ford to me, Tip Ryman's probably not far behind. But Luke Ford to me is the number one tight end on this roster. And number one tight ends on rosters have to produce and be, have that year. And I think I think this is about as good of opportunity as he's had for that. Last year, you could argue going into the season, we thought that. But I, th- this is the best opportunity he's had, and he's got to deliver on it. I think you can read a lot into when the coaches talk about him. And, and what is it usually? Very talented. Very talented. Needs to lock in. Needs to lock in this need, like you need to produce, like all of that. I think there's got to be urgency if you look forward, right? Like he considered going in the NFL draft and there was some feedback that he could be drafted late or be an undrafted free agent just based on his blocking alone. Like scouts are very impressed with him against Carl Loftus, but there's also some, some drops there that he needs to clean up. And just, we know that talent is there. Um, can he get the most out? Right. And, you know, Luke's a fun dude. I've, I've covered him since he was a prospect. I love talking to him and, and you root for him, but it's, you, you got to put it all on the field now. Like, and he's said it Luke's to his credit, been like, I got to stop talking and put it all on the field. It's got, you got to be reliable. You got to be productive. When you get your opportunities, you have to make the most out of them. And that's as simple as it is. And that's kind of exciting in a way. And there's also this history with Barry Loney. Barry Loney successfully recruited him uh, along with Brett Bielma to get a commitment from him at Arkansas. And he decommitted, which probably didn't make those guys very happy, and signed with Georgia. And ultimately, it's kind of interesting how it comes full circle. And he's playing for Bielma and Loney now. So I think Loney's going to try and get the most out of him. But I think at this point, it's a lot on Luke, right? And uh, which is exciting because we know there's a high ceiling there. Like I think there's a NFL draft pick, all big 10 ceiling, but it's just hard to bake that into joy without seeing it quite yet. But can he be a 30 reception, five touchdown guy with really good blocking? Absolutely. I think so. I thought we were going to see a lot of that last year. And I think Luke was targeted about 20 times um, over 600 snaps. That's not a lot. So yeah, I do think there are some play calling things that can really help him. Uh, but he's also got to take the opportunity. Uh, take advantage of those opportunities. I, I didn't feel like last year at times he did that uh, as, a, as a receiver at least, but there, there's a world of ceiling there, right? I mean, there, there's an NFL all big 10 ceiling there. It's at some point we got, it's, it's like you we're almost sick of talking about it and we got to see it. So it's going to be a fascinating year for Luke Ford. You know what? He's probably sick of talking about it to this point. Right. I, I mean, I've, I've thought about that a lot and I've kind of tried to ask him, but it's, I understand that kind of the delicacy of the question, but he's talking about it. Feels like a lot, right? It feels like a lot. The second he committed here, it was all, "Hey, this is the tight end savior" because he was a five star from the state, and Georgia wanted to keep him, and all of this was there. And then it's like every conversation comes back to, "Well, where's Luke Ford?" Like. That's got to be, I get it, man. You sign up to play college football and microscopes exist, but there has to be a level of exhaust there, doesn't it? Like, man, I I know, like, I, I know. And part, I do wonder about that quite a bit. And I'd be curious at some point to talk with him more about that. But it's, 
man, that's a lot, dude. It's just a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think Luke's proven himself as an impact big 10 player. Now it's time to go. Now we'll see if he can prove himself as a, and that's why he's coming back, right? It's be an NFL draft prospect and no doubt NFL draft prospect. I think he's very capable of doing that. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, number three. What are expectations for Kipper Ryman? Not high enough. Like, they're not... You don't have to, like, put your ear to the ground to hear how much they, like, gush over this kid. There's a lot of Luke Ford physical like traits like if you had them both in the helmet you probably know which one was luke but like it wouldn't be that big of a discrepancy like the, this dude just earned all, everything here and they love him like they absolutely love tip ryman and what he's what he's kind of developed into physically as a tight end like there, there's some pretty serious buzz about him and he's a no no question number two tight end on this roster right now. And, and he needs to show more in the passing game, right? I mean, that's, that's clear. He, I, he had the catch at Minnesota is the one that sticks out. I know he didn't have just one catch. I could probably pull up the stats at any rate. How many three, three catches. Yes. That's the next step for him it is probably being more involved in the passing game, but man, they are, they are in on him. Yeah. You know, this, I've talked to you about this. Uh, my hot take is, my potential, if I want to go like bold takes, bold predictions, uh, I don't know if I'd predict this, uh, just like on the surface, like, yes, this is going to happen in real life. But if I was asked to do a bold take, it's that Tip Ryman could finish with more catches than Luke Ford. I, I, I think I think the way the staff talks about him, the way he showed himself on the field last year in a pretty sizable role, 209 snaps, PFF, gave him the highest tight end grade among the line. I know it was a smaller sample size than, than uh, Ford and Barker, but that's, that's a sizable sample size where he was a heck of a blocker. And when he did get chances in the passing game, he made them. He had three catches, I believe 46 yards and a touchdown. I don't think, I think Luke Ford's going to be the, the better prospect here, all of that. But I think tip Ryman, the way the staff talks about him is just 
His work ethic is insane. He's like Ivan Drago with his work ethic. He looks like him too. And it's just, he seems so reliable to them. And they seem really high on what he can become. Kudos to Rod Smith, who recruited him hard as a walk-on. Tip was a 6'5", 6'4", 200 pound. Didn't know where to play him. Tight end, edge rusher, where do we go? But he saw something special in the kid, knew the family. And Tip, to his credit, has added 50 pounds of muscle during the last two years. And he looks really good. And he's earned himself a great opportunity. It's a big reason, Joey. They didn't go after a tight end in the transfer portal. I thought they were. I thought they were after Barker left. I thought they would go find a tight end, but they are very, very high on tip. So he's a starter, right? I think Luke and Tip are both considered starters. And I think if there's one guy I would tell Line fans, hey, remember his name because he's going to play a bigger role than you probably think watching last year. It'd be Tip Ryman. All right, number four is the depth here good? Kind of good enough. And I think next year I would say it was good. I know we'll lose Luke Ford, but Henry, or not Henry, I'm sorry. Owen Anderson's an interesting guy, Jeremy. Like, I, I like the top two. I like Luke Ford. I like Tip Ryman. I really like Michael Marques in that fullback role last year. I thought that was, like, really, really effective. Uh, so, so those are the three. Griffin Moore is another scholarship tight end. You start looking at the freshmen, Owen Anderson, Navion Cargill, Henry Boyer. If you're not all three of those guys aren't going to be ready. All three of those guys aren't going to be in the rotation. Owen Anderson is a guy who I think will be ready and could be in the rotation, which adds makes me feel a little bit better about the depth of the position. You, you probably want a little, little more like top end, like you, you'd maybe like three guys who, who you could really, really think could line up at tight end. But I think it's it's good enough. Uh, I, I don't know that it's great. But I, barring injury, I, I think you could make it through. Yeah, I think Luke, Tip, and Michael Marques are probably your top three, right? Marques kind of more the H-back role. Now, if Ford or Ryman got hurt, is it Owen Anderson? Like, Is he is he the inline tight end, or do they put Marques there? Or do they go change the kind of, you know, if they're 12 personnel, do they go less to their 12 personnel? I'm not quite sure. But Owen Anderson, I think, eventually can be a good blocker. I don't think he will be right away, just getting up to the physicality. seemed like he had an injury during the spring that kind of held him back. But he's probably the most dynamic receiver available of this group. Like, you watch his high school film, and he's a natural receiver, great pass catcher. Uh, So I think he can kind of go into – you know, Daniel Barker played as a freshman, didn't play a big role, but I think he had like 10 or 11 catches – I can see something like that with Owen Anderson splitting out wide, giving him something different as a bigger body. I think Henry Boyer right now is probably more of the jumbo blocker. I think he's going to need more time to develop, but I know Brett Bielema is personally pretty high on him. And then Navion Cargill is really interesting. He's kind of more of the Lou Dorsey mold in that he's this big, long, more wide receiver type. And I'm interested, Joey, to see if he's working with wide receivers or tight ends to start his career. But I think eventually he could be really intriguing. So that kind of goes into my next question. What are your expectations of these top three freshmen long-term? Long-term, I like the mix. Like, I like that, you know, you look at Owen Anderson as kind of, uh, you know, it's funny, this is before Daniel Barker was in the portal. Uh, so, you know, we, we talked more and, like, the comparison was, okay, Owen Anderson can be the Daniel Barker receiver type, Henry Boyer, who's going to be a tight end as far as we know. Like, that – 
I understand you look at him and think he could maybe at one point you think could be a tackle. They like him at tight end. Like that's been which, made I, which I know some people around Henry like aren't loving that, but that's a, that's a that's a credit to him, right? That like he could be what was the kid's name? Um, it was the Edwards, the David Edwards that played at Wisconsin, I believe, was a was he a quarterback in high school or a tight end, but eventually moved into the offensive line, offensive tackle was it was a great prospect and got drafted in the NFL. Like Boyer's got some of those traits, but I also thought last fall he really showed himself as a tight end prospect, showed more as a wide receiver. I think he's more of a red zone threat than like, you know, whole field threat like I think Owen Anderson and Cargill will be. But uh, I do know they're pretty high on what he can do at the tight end position. Yeah, there's not a lot of interest right now. And again, I don't want to project too far down for you. There's not a lot of interest in moving him to the offensive line. They they do like him there. That's been made pretty abundantly clear to you and I, Jeremy. So I like the mix. I, I, I like the numbers they brought in, bringing in three in the 22 class. You understand that maybe Anderson might take, or I'm sorry, maybe Boyer might take a little more time. Cargo will likely take more time. And I think some of that, shows and how they approach the 23 class like it feels like they're comfortable where they are long term obviously they shot for decontani alley because that's what you do with, with the talent i came in the state of illinois but then you saw them re, maybe take someone who's gonna have a little more time right uh i'm drawing a blank nathan on his gwynn. name nathan gwynn yes he, he had a nice camp but he's somebody he, you could see like reasonably taking a little more time and that would tell you they feel pretty good about where they are in that 22 class. So I like what they did in their first high school foray into recruiting at this position. Uh, Tony Allen would have really, you would have really, really liked the long-term in 23, but I like what they did there in, the, in this year's class. Yeah. The one, one thing I like about this Owen Anderson is actually he was a reclass was originally a 2021 kid went a post-grad year at the Hun school where Andy Boo has done a really good job. Uh, but Owen's a little older, right? He's a little bit more mature physically, I think, development-wise. So I think he's the guy that will make an early impact. But I think Boyer compliments him well. Boyer's bigger guy, more physical maybe. Cargill's slippery, more wide receiver, athletic. I think it's a great mix. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see. I, will all of them make a huge impact? I'm not sure. But I think it's a great mix for a position that clearly means a lot to them, right? Like, they have added, they've moved a lot of guys to tight end. A lot of walk-ons are always at tight end. Now they've already added three in the class of 2022, and they add one more in the class of 2023. I think this is a solid position group, Joey. Just to, just to sum it all up, I think it can be a really good one. If Luke Ford breaks through, if he has that year, I think this could be a real strength of the Illini. I think it is one of the stronger points of the offense because I'm, I'm high on Tip Ryman. I think both of us, I think the staff – are pretty high in tip rhyme. And so I think they got two pretty good ones, one that can be great this year. And then you got some young talent developing behind them. So I think it's a pretty solid position group for Illinois. Yeah. It's one of the rare groups on this team where you like, you, you think there's a high floor, but you also can see where the ceiling could get pretty high too. If, especially if Luke Ford puts it all together and, and that is steady, man. When you're a rebuilding program, steady position groups are a big thumbs up. It's something you don't have to worry about week in and week out. You know, degrees of which you'll worry, of course. But, yeah, I, I do like – I like this group as well, Jeremy. All right, that wraps it up for our skill groups. Tight ends, kind of a mix of skill and line play. But 
Uh, coming up in our next one, we'll talk about the big uglies, which are near and dear in my heart on the offensive line where they got a lot of change. But thank you, as always, for listening to the Alana Enquirer podcast. Give us a follow, rating, review, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, check us out on YouTube. Just search Alana Enquirer on our YouTube page and follow us there for all our video content as well. But until next time, everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. And we will talk to you next time on the Alana Enquirer podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.